Hey guys, this is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, we are excited to be doing our listener ride review segments. Uh, Chris, this is our chance to participate with the community, right? Just get the listeners back involved with the show. Uh, this is how it all started. We used to to, to beg and, and explain to guys what podcasts were uh, just to try to get somebody on the show to talk to us. And now I just want to say thank you so much to all the guys who have come, come on and volunteered their time to actually help us make the show. It, it means a lot to us. Uh, and it's, man, this, this is big. Yeah. I think uh, when you look at it at the end of the day, a lot of guys, you know, enthusiasts in the space, they, they take pride in the things that they've built. Um, and you look at how the tides change, you know, so as I was starting to get into this sport, you know, I'd always be flipping through the magazines and you'd always look for the truck features, you know, and that was always a goal. Like, Hey, how do I get my truck in the magazine? You know, how do I get a magazine ad, and, you know, a five page spread, six page spread and things like that. And nowadays, you know, like I was saying earlier, tides change. So now the podcasts are a lot bigger. Social media outlets are a lot bigger. You could build your own ad on Facebook of your truck if you wanted. So this is cool to have another outlet where you have a lot of listeners hear about the truck and, uh, you know, know its current state and the process that it took to get there and the struggles along the way. So <laughs> it kind of gives you a little twist and a little, you know, hands-on experience of what it takes to build some of these trucks and what other guys, uh, you know, encounter along the way. So. That's right, man. And, hey, one thing that every build needs is custom tuning. Uh, which is something that we recently have brought to the Cummins EasyLink platform. Now, we've been doing custom tuning over at Calibrated Power, home of Duramax Tuner, for a long time. Uh, Chris, I think you were around when we were tuning the very first CMEs, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So yeah, that was part of the, the R&D and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, that was back when we were using EFI Live on them. And, hey, we still do EFI Live tunes, but over the years, we've had access to other hardwares that have given us some other really cool features and benefits. Uh, so I know commonly you guys like uh, you on the sales team and, and our customers have a preference towards the MM3 over the last year or so because of being able to change tire size and DPS and, and things like that. Uh, but now there's EasyLink, man. Tell our listeners, why do you like EasyLink the best for the 2013 to 2019 comments? Yeah, I mean, uh, the ease of uh, flashing support, everything is done through a smartphone. Um, so it's all wirelessly connected. You can use your phone as a gauge display. Along with EasyLink, you can manipulate TPMS and you can manipulate tire size as well. Um, and it's a really hands-on and user-friendly uh, hardware. So, you know, one of the things here that, that really works in our favor is uh, diagnostic support. So, you know, if uh, a customer of ours has tuning on their vehicle and they have some issues where they need some data logging done so we can see firsthand what's going on or they needed some assistance with further diagnostics, it gives us a little bit of an easier approach on how to support the customer. Um, we don't have to deal with, you know, laptop, Windows-based computers and Internet and emails, a couple quick clicks and you know a data log sent off and we're able to gain access to it so uh you know, as far as end user is concerned it's a lot more efficient absolutely man uh speaking of efficient one of the things we know you guys care about is your truck safe uh and that's why for the 6.7 liter power strokes exergy rolled out a fuel system saver now as we've talked about their ml platform offering a fuel system saver it's a, an improved mprop screen a bolt-on for your uh cp4 your high pressure fuel pump what is this saving? Why does this part exist? 
Yeah. So with the factory end props or uh, the fuel regulator, the, the pump regulator, if you will, um, the netting will end up dispersing and allowing all of the contaminants and debris to pass through the regulator. And that's where you see all those premature failures where it's self-destructing amongst the whole high pressure system. Uh, with the reinforced netting that the Exergy's fuel system saver is for the 6.7 power stroke, similar to the Duramax LML, um, it has a, a robust netting to basically keep back debris. Um, the idea here is, is that if you were to get contaminants ran through your fuel system, it ends up blocking the fl uh, fluid from traveling and it would shut the engine down instead of actually dispersing through and allowing all the debris to now contaminate your whole high pressure system. Sorry, but I love it when it, it's something that's affordable, sensible, and easy to install. And I really think that's one of the things that I like about this part is that, yeah, guys, if you have a 6.7 liter power stroke, this is a no brainer. I wouldn't even call it an upgrade. I would just call it a necessity, right? It, it's, you should just do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an, it's an inexpensive component. It's easy to do within an hour or two and it's a peace of mind. It's cheap insurance. So. That's right, man. Hey, uh, speaking of cheap insurance, keep coolant in your truck. You want to keep it from overheating. I know that's a terrible segue, but we're going to run with it anyways, Chris. Um, <laughs> we were overlooking at the WC Fab website, trying to come up with some ideas for some cool content. You guys know that they're a sponsor of the show, uh, and, and we love them. And one of the things that I keep falling back to is just that that wildly impractical and just totally beautiful coolant tank that they do for those trucks. Uh, I think we were talking a few weeks ago about how this is a luxury item. This is something that when you pop your hood, you're like, yeah, I'm that guy who has a powder coated custom coolant tank. But you know what, Chris, yeah, I want I to be that guy. Yeah. They just released an upgraded 6.7 Cummins coolant tank. They have a, um, a generation two, if you will. And when you look at that, made it up to one of their single turbo oh. or their twin turbo kits, it just makes everything flow that much more. It's a nice complimentary upgrade to the twin turbo system or turbo piping kit or intake horn that you have from WC Fab. And you could have it coated in the same you know, signature color that they offer. They have hundreds and hundreds of colors. A couple of my favorites, of course, are going to be the WC Fab Red or the WC Fab King Sport Gray. So... Um, you know, go over to their website, check out the coolant color or their powder coat colors that they have um, and all the different upgrades that you can have. If you have a Cummins or you have a Duramax, you can pretty much have them be a one-stop shop for all your piping and custom fitment needs. So, Absolutely correct. Uh, Chris, now it's time to jump into what's now my favorite segment of the show, which is our listener ride review. Uh, guys, like we said at the beginning, this is where we're bringing you the fans onto the show. Help us make this. Help us be a part of this community. Uh, participate, man. We, we just want you guys. We just want to talk to you guys about your trucks. Uh, you can do that. You could be a participant. You could be a guest. Go over to your Facebook app, open it up, search for fans of diesel performance podcast, join the group. I'll automatically approve you. Uh, we got it pinned to the top of the, the discussion thread. Just go in, click on the link, sign up. Uh, you literally just do it right, right from your phone, right from your computer, whatever. Sign up, be a part of the show. We'd love to get you guys on the show. Our listeners want to talk to you. They want to hear about your build. They want to hear about your problems. And hey, you might get to ask me questions and I might actually Google an answer for you. So who knows? Um, today, we have a really cool guest on. We're going to be talking to Blaine Robb about his build. Yeah, well, let's get right into it, man.
Okay, guys, it's now time for your uh, new favorite part of our show, which is our listener ride review. Uh, today we have on a very special guest, uh, Blaine Robb. Blaine, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing great. How about you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I've been working from home for, I think this is my fourth week or third week. I really don't know what day of the week it is or what month it is. But uh, yeah, man, my computer still works, so we're all good over here. <laughs> um Blaine, I know you were coming on the show to talk about what I think is just another really cool build, uh, and we're going to dive into that. But before we get too far, tell our listeners, how did you get your start in diesel performance? All right. Uh, well, gosh, it's probably a long story, but I'll try and cut short. So my dad, obviously, we own a construction business here in our local area. But my dad, uh, back when he was in high school, he was a, did diesel mechanics at one of his local things and uh that's what got him started and it and that's kind of where it got into me is uh in 2001 he got his first diesel pickup which it was a ford f350 flatbed dually with a 7.3 power stroke yeah and so when i got my license when i turned 16 uh you know i had i had ranger that was my first pickup and uh going to high school and all that well i was like hey dad can i borrow the keys for the flatbed He's like, of course, yeah, go drive it. And so go drive it around. And then we knew it was tuned. He has a, he, he has a tuner for it and it's a edge, but we didn't, me and my brother were like, well, wonder, you know, one of those days you're like, wonder how we can turn it up. Cause obviously it's not turned up very much. And we were like, messing around with that, plugged in his OBT, OBD port. And we were messing around, finally figured out, hey, this thing is on the lowest level. Well, let's crank her up to extreme <laughs> and see what happens there. <laughs> And so we were leaving school, and of course, when you're leaving school, you gotta give her a little, a couple puffs, and then all of a sudden you lay into, it, and all of a sudden you black out the street behind you. You're like, "Holy crap, this is <laughs> awesome!" And you feel like you're on top of the world in high school. And of course, you know it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is uh, permission. So you get home and you gotta detune it, so you can't find out <laughs> that you tuned it up. And that's really where it got started. Then my brother, he got his diesel pickup before I even got mine. Uh, he got a 2000 with a six speed, uh, manual, uh, power stroke and it's at almost half a million miles now. And then, uh, I, once I graduated high school and, uh, I got a job, I went and got a 96 Ford F350 power stroke for my first diesel. All right. All, all the guys in the house, all getting power strokes, all loving them. Seven threes. God knows I loved my old body style. Um, they're a blast, man. It's a, it's a great first truck to kind of break into diesel where maybe if you didn't know what diesel was capable of, the 7.3 is pretty impressive, right? It, it's something you could still have some fun with. I know oh, yeah. for today's standards, we kind of laugh about how they're dinosaurs and they're not really maybe necessarily the performance level that we're used to in the common rail sector um, or even the 12L sector. But but yeah, they still they have their place in our history. No, it definitely, especially if the, uh, obviously the tuning and all that, they're, I think they were the first electronically controlled engine to come out in 94 there, 94 yeah. and a half. And, but the big jump is from definitely, I will say going from my 96 to 2000 truck and what you're able to do with that seven, three, it's massive difference <laughs> with the tuning. For sure. For sure. Um, well, Hey man, you know, I, I love talking seven threes, but I, I think you got a little bit cooler of a truck to talk about today. Tell our listeners, what's the truck we're going to be discussing today. Uh, it is a 1979 Ford F-250 with a 12-valve. The Fummins. All right. Um, how long have you had it? 
Uh, well, it's been in my family since the truck was brand new. So there's that. Okay. Uh, but I've had the truck personally for three years, three years, three years now, probably. Gotcha. How long has it had the 12 valve swap? Uh, I, so I've been working on that. Uh, I just finished it last spring and I've been working on it for probably about two years. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So this is still relatively new for you. Uh, what mods have you done? You didn't just throw a stock 12 valve in there, did you? No, I did not. I, it, uh, so the basic thing was, uh, obviously, and this might paint, I know, I know Chris likes his second gens. I pulled the motor and tranny out of a second gen. And of course it was a, it was a farm truck. So it was beat up pretty bad too. Just got to give that out there. And so I pulled that out. Uh, so I was like, okay, you know, the engine's out. Better go through all of it. You know, I pulled uh, one of our friends out in Washougal over here in Washington. Uh, he's done a bunch of the swaps. Honestly, he did his, uh, he has a 1955 Chevy that he did his high school truck and all that. And he's done a bunch of, so I asked him for advice and all that. And so, but uh, I pulled the head off. I had it, I sent it in, had it um, surfaced and uh, O-rings done to it, replaced the gaskets. I uh, then went in, I did uh, push rods, I did uh, valves, valve spring retainer, uh, well, no, not valves, valve springs, valve spring retainers, and uh, injectors, governor springs, and pretty much everything you do to a stock 12 to get it ready for power. Okay. And then, uh, oh yeah, well, the transmission, I should probably tell about that. Uh, so, as first... Uh, I, I just threw a stock tranny. Uh, well, in the truck, I'm running the 47RH. And the first thing I did, uh, I saw Greg A, probably knows who Greg A is, but uh, he talks with, he was, pairs up with Muldoon's lot. And I was like, well, they're doing a manual valve body on his first gen. I was like, that's sweet. Well, I want to do that with my truck. So I called John up over at Muldoon's. Awesome guy. Really love talking with him. He's really helpful. And I uh, ordered up a valve body and all their stuff and the shifter and all that to run the truck. And so I uh, put, that was one of the other things I ran, I'm running a manual valve body with the transmission ratchet shifter. So. I love that setup, man. It looks badass and it's fun to drive. How do you like it? Uh, it's a blast, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I turned the, the truck up, obviously, uh, and all that, but it's, it gets up and going. I take it to, we have a local drag track. And so me and my buddies, we go drag racing every wednesday and so i've been taking it that's what i mainly designed for was to have fun and go drag race and all that kind of stuff all right hell yeah man um so so you've had it for a little while you've been working on it for for a couple years here uh it it sounds like it's on the road like you're you're driving it this is is this your regular daily driver or is this just a weekend warrior it's kind of just when i want to go have fun (laughs) kind of truck (laughs) <laughs> that's great what was the most challenging part of doing the build so far uh probably the most challenging part was definitely making the motor mounts and doing the cross member and all that and uh the radiator we uh uh doing making sure the engine fits and making sure we could get a fan in there and all that uh because obviously you have to cut the cross member on these trucks to get to sit lower and we didn't want to run body body mounts or uh, lift, a body lift or anything like that to make it fit. So we wanted to make it as stock as possible that way. And we used the second gen mounts and uh, welded those onto the high boy. Uh, I know, well, not high boy. Uh, the four, the low boys is what they're called. Uh, factory mounts. We cut those off and then we welded on the uh, the Dodge mounts and set the engine in. And uh, the biggest problem was getting the fan to fit 
in between the radiator and the engine because uh, of the distance. Well, it turns out if you run a first-gen fan hub, there's a half-inch gain you get from the placement of the fan. So I found one of those, luckily, which apparently they're hard to find. It has to be an intercooled engine. And uh, otherwise, the truck's been awesome so far besides blowing up the transmission. <laughs> uh, that that story is all too common i i hear you there blaine uh tell me what modification did you make that you felt like was the biggest impact what made the truck feel like it was totally different delivery valves definitely delivery valves really yeah the uh well i when i put the engine together i put the big uh bigger injectors in there i I think they're five by 16s, which is kind of a little big for maybe stock what it is. It's a 140, uh, I think it's 140 or 160 pump. So I, I think it's 140, which is pretty small. But the, uh, it, I was like, man, this thing is kind of gutless with the, so, so I was like reading some stuff up and power driven, watch their videos. And they know they're obviously mechanical kings or if you want to call them that. And they, I was like, well, delivery valves, I mean, they're they're not too expensive, and apparently they really help out. So I was like, you know, I'll order some big delivery valves and throw them in there. And once I threw it in, threw delivery valves in, man, it woke that engine up. No shit. Okay, good heads up for our listeners. Um, tell us about something that you learned during the build. What was one thing that was really surprising that you came across and you, you would not have been able to learn without getting out there and doing the build yourself? <sighs> Uh, well, my first thing of advice I would like to say, and I know you guys see this, definitely if you're going to turn the power up, you want to think about building the transmission. But <laughs> and, uh, 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 that was a good lesson learner. But uh, the biggest thing is, is the biggest thing I learned about it is you want to make sure that you go through and you want to do everything the right way, like torque specs and all that. You want to be careful with the stuff on this because it's not. You don't want things coming apart once you take it apart. Once you take everything apart and put it back together, you want to make sure you follow the instructions from the manufacturers and all that. I definitely wouldn't recommend going against what they say, and that's the biggest thing I probably learned was just making sure to pay attention to the little things when going through a motor, because you definitely don't want that motor to something to happen to the motor because of what you did. That's solid advice, man. Absolutely. Um... I like the idea of going back to OEM references on specs. I think that's something that most guys have a pretty easy time overlooking, right? If I tighten it down until my arm says it's tight, it's tight. I'm done. Move on. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have buddies to do that. I'm, and I'm like, where's your torque wrench? Oh, I don't got one. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> okay. Well, I know learning this stuff is tough for everybody. So I'm sure as a podcast listener, I'm sure – I hope anyways, that you've learned a few things here. What are some of the other places that you go to learn about diesel performance? What's a really good resource for, for everyone? Oh, obviously Greg Albrell on YouTube. I recommend him. I love to watch his videos, but uh, I would also say uh, right now, my favorites firepunk. I love watching their videos on YouTube. They're awesome. And so is power driven. They make awesome YouTube videos as well. Absolutely. Good plugs for both those shops. Um, and Greg, hey, you know, huge, huge fan of his over here. Uh, we've definitely oh, yeah. had uh, Levon and the guys from from Power Driven Diesel on the show before. So listeners, if you're looking for a sample and maybe you don't know these shops, go back into our archives. We have those episodes up. You can look them up and actually hear from them. Um, I got to agree with you, Blaine. Uh, both of those guys or all three of those those places, great resources to learn about your Cummins performance. Uh, plans for the future. Where are we going to go with this build? 
Uh, well, once I'm kind of balling on a budget right now because I'm in college, but <laughs> once I get done uh, and start making some more money, I really want to. Well, I want. I've raced it obviously, and I want to go fast. I want to go uh, below eight seconds in the eighth mile with it uh, eventually, which I know that's going to take uh, probably a pump, uh, which I'd probably call power driven because they know about that kind of stuff. And I'd probably go for like a maxed out 12 millimeter because I don't want quite goats at 13 millimeter because then you have to do new fuel lines and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I probably, I would definitely run twins, twin turbos, or I mean, I talked to somebody, but I'd probably go for twin turbos on it. Rather the, uh, I don't know if it would be a combo in an S400 setup or an S300 and S400, something like that kind sure. of. But that's probably where I'd lean towards. And I the transmission is built right now to handle about 800 to 1,000 horsepower. So I don't have to worry about that, at least for now. Before let you go, is there anybody you want to give a shout out to? Anybody who's helped you with the build or any shops that have been a big part of this? Uh, well, my the shop that helped me out over here building my transmission was Gresham Transmissions. I raced with them. They're great people to talk with. Um, definitely, if you have any questions, I would highly recommend it, especially mechanical side of things giving a uh, power driven a call they know everything about that and then also uh muldoon's john over at muldoon's transmissions if you need a transmission or even uh, he sells the valve bodies and all that that's where i got my valve body he's an awesome guy i had a i had some pr- troubleshooting and called him and he was like hey check this and usually sets you on your way he's great that's awesome hey the one last thing guys um i, I know it is he's an over calibrated power duramax tuner now generally we work with farmers who are in the field and need the horsepower for their crop essentially um but you have a little bit more experience with tractors having horsepower for fun tell our listeners a little bit about that Oh yeah. Uh, so one of the things that we do, we do, we were really big into tractor pulling before we got into baseball, but we're still big into it. We have a lot of pulling tractors and we have a specifically a 1952 uh, Shepard diesel that they took. Uh, we bought the tractor like it is, but it has a Detroit 471 uh, with big injectors in it, uh, a big turbo hanging off the side. It's supercharged still. And then they took a truck rear end and it has a, it has all the only gears it has is forwards and reverse. And so they took the truck gear in and put in the, uh, put it on the tractor and uh, put the clutch, uh, I forget what clutch it runs, but, and then that's, uh, it pulls the sled going about 20 miles per hour and it screams going the entire way like the <laughs> Detroit's do. And uh, it has a cracked block right now. So uh, that's, we have a fresh aluminum block from Detroit actually sitting here waiting for it to be swapped in. Oh, man, I cannot wait for sled pull season. Uh, Listeners, if you have a tractor and you need some tuning to it, uh, whether it's for the field or whether it's just for fun, give us a call over at Calibrated Power. We're happy to help you out with that. For today, guys, I just want to say thank you to Blaine, man. This has been such a cool episode. I really appreciate you participating with the podcast. Uh, Listeners, if you want to be a part of this, if you want to do what Blaine did, get over to the Facebook group, Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, that's where you can sign up and you can actually just schedule your own slot to be on the show. Uh, we'll get connected and you can do this too for today. Thank you so much, Blaine. Thanks, Paul. No problem. This has been Paul Wilson. Thanks for listening. 